If you're an entrepreneur, you know what it means to take personal and financial risks, create jobs that support your community, and devote most of your time to your business. But do you know how to plan for a successful exit from your business? Do you know who should be involved in creating your succession or transition plan and the steps along the way? Welcome to Finish Big, the podcast with Mark Dorman from Legacy Business Advisors. The podcast theme is inspired by critically acclaimed business author, Bo Burlingham, author of Finish Big, how great entrepreneurs exit their companies on top. In this podcast, you'll hear success stories of exit plans done right and pick up practical tips based on years of legacy business advisors' expertise and knowledge about the largest and most important financial transaction of your life. Now, on to the show. Welcome to Finish Big with your host, Mark Dorman. Today is the very first episode, and we're going to get to know Mark a little and see what he has in store for us. I'm Wendy McConnell. Hello, Mark. How are you feeling today? I'm great, Wendy. How are you? Thanks for having me. Oh, it's a big day where we're, I'm feeling good. I know I can see you. You're feeling good. And we're very excited to get started on Finish Big. I can't tell you how excited I am to uh, launch this podcast and uh, what an honor it is uh, for us to uh, affiliate ourselves, myself and our team with Bo Burlingham and his terrific work, Finish Big. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about this industry that you're in and how you decided to get started. Yeah, sure. So uh, I'll give you some background. Uh, I'm, uh, I'll be 58 next week and uh, kind of on the back nine of my career, obviously. Uh, and uh, about 15 years ago, I just uh, began to pursue exit planning engagements. I did a lot of uh, additional education, became certifi- some certifications in family business planning, exit planning. And I just fell in love with this space. I've always worked uh, with private and family businesses throughout the Midwest. And I just have so much respect for them, what they do, the risks they take, and the jobs they create, and the micro economies that they produce. And I thought that for the balance of my career, maybe for the next uh, 15 to 20 years, Lord willing, that I am going to dedicate myself to becoming one of the top exit planning advisors in the country. Uh, And I just can't, again, tell you that... uh, you know, to be able to affiliate uh, with Bo Burlingham has just been one of the truest, greatest honors of my life. And uh, I can't wait to have Bo on the show in the next few episodes. Tell us a little bit about Bo. Well, Bo is a critically acclaimed business author. He's uh, spent decades with both Forbes and Inc. Magazine. Uh, He's written several books, Small Giants being probably one of his most famous and one of his most recent books, Finish Big, really details kind of the good, the bad, and the ugly of business exits, uh, as spoken, you know, from the viewpoint of of entrepreneurs. So it's it's uh, it's just a book that's really impacted uh, my career, uh, and I share it with as many uh, business owners as I can. And uh, I met Bo personally in Chicago uh, probably about ten years ago. I actually drove over from Cleveland to see him speak. We had lunch. Uh, I followed him again, bit of a, not that I'm a stalker, but I just really enjoyed his message. And then I invited him to Cleveland for an event in Akron, uh, where I interviewed him. And we had another event the following day in Cleveland. Uh, and we had a room full of business owners and, uh, it's just so many uh, pearls of wisdom 
he's a great conversationalist, uh, and he's just a very, very generous and become a, a good friend and uh, someone that I, I, I talk to throughout the year. And he's, he's just one of the most well-respected business authors in the country by far. He sounds smart. Yeah, he's very smart. Yeah, he's interviewed, uh, he claims to have interviewed over 20,000 business owners in his career. So uh, um, I, I don't have any reason to doubt that. All right. Um, can you give us a brief overview of what exactly an exit strategy entails and why do you need one? Well, I mean, that's a good question. So, you know, business owners, you know, typically in, in any goal setting, you always kind of begin with the end in mind. And uh, most business owners, you know, start out, you know, trying to grow, build, develop a business, and then they reach uh, some type of critical mass uh, of some sort. And as time goes by, as you and I know, uh, all of a sudden you're faced with the decision of what am I going to do to uh, capitalize on my life's work? So that journey is it can be quite lengthy and uh, very emotional to really say everything that I've done over the last maybe 20, 30 years is coming to a head. And as I look towards uh, you know retirement, I need to have a plan in place that allows me to transition out of my business successfully, reward people that have helped me along the way, uh, and and really monetize my life's work. And that is kind of the essence of exit planning is really increasing the odds of a successful outcome as you look to transition uh, and, and, and build a succession plan for your business. Are there particular types of business that you look to work with? Not necessarily. So we're fairly business agnostic, right? So uh, in, in my area, in the Cleveland, Akron, Ohio market, uh, very heavily manufacturing, but we've worked uh, with professional service firms and a lot of work for accounting firms, believe it or not, in exit planning. And it's just really a good exit planner is someone that is uh, knowledgeable enough about business in general, business structure, taxes, planning. And I would say forceful enough to hold you accountable, you know, very politely. I use that word forceful very politely, but to hold you accountable to a process that said, hey, you know, here's where you said you wanted to go. Here's your timeline. These are the things that need to get done in an effort for you, for you, in order for you to reach your objectives. How do you typically go about acquiring new clients? Our number one source uh, is referrals from either existing clients or other advisors. So we seek uh, and we obtain referrals from attorneys, investment bankers, accountants for sure. But the our, our largest uh, influx of new business is uh, existing clients that know other business owners. I mean, the data is out there, the demographics, the graying of America. Uh, you know, there's over, I, I heard a presentation yesterday something like 32 million small businesses in America. So it's a big lift, big uptick after COVID. But, you know, kind of the hard and fast data is there's about 20 million private and family businesses in America, depending on which study you look at. Uh, the vast majority of those are owned by baby boomers. Uh, I happen to be the very last year of the baby boom, uh, 1964. And this kind of silver tsunami of business owners that are soon to arrive at the beach called retirement, have a lot of work to do in order to unwind their business affairs and successfully transition to the next phase of their life. So referrals are our number one source. So let's talk about your business and or investment philosophy. Sure. Well, uh, not here to talk about investment at all, um, but certainly invest in my business. This podcast is a good, uh, a good uh, proof of that. 
but my business is made is comprised of uh, a team of professionals. I lead a team of professionals of uh, eight people. Uh, so exit planning is kind of uh, one part financial planning, three parts business execution, value building, etc. And probably about 10% of that is psychological. So we have an extensive network of accountants and attorneys that we lean on. I've got a colleague of mine, Chris Goble, who's on our team, who has exited from a family business that uh, was a rather sizable transportation business, charter bus company here in Northeast Ohio. So uh, to have his breadth of experience on our on our team is uh, you know really a big asset for us. Our our process is something that Bo Burlingham actually wrote me and said that it was you know the best that he had seen anywhere in the industry for uh, I believe his words were uh, increasing the odds of you know winding up successful at peace and financially secure. So that is the ultimate goal, and we have surrounded ourselves uh, with professionals that can really be called on when the client is in need of additional service. Let's talk a little bit about the community. Um, is there some things that you do out in the community? Community. Uh, yeah, sure. Community involvement. I just uh, had a board meeting this morning for uh, what's known as the Medina County Community Fund. So I've been aboard, uh, on the board there for two years. Over the years, I've been uh, past president of leadership Medina County. I currently sit on the county port authority appointed by the uh, county commissioners, been president of the Red Cross for my county, et cetera. So uh, Medina County is a terrific place. It's located a little bedroom community for both Cleveland and Akron. And it's uh, it's a perfect kind of quasi rural suburban county. It happens to be the county seat. So it is home, certainly home for my uh, my wife and four, four adult kids. Very nice. Well, let's get out of the office. Let's talk about you. Um, when you're not working, what is it that you do for fun? Uh, I heard well, you. I made you. I heard your reference back nine. So I'm going to guess you golf. Yeah, I play some golf. Uh, years years ago, I played golf in college at Cleveland State University. That's uh, probably 40 years ago now, but uh, that was a terrific experience to be able to play golf and travel the country, uh, Midwest, I should say, with just terrific team uh, members of my teammates. From there. Uh, I played a little bit of amateur golf when I was younger before I had kids, but I've got four adult kids. And I'd say that the biggest thing that I, you know, the most enjoyable thing I do in my life right now is, is really coach my kids. And I don't say coach, you know, them in sports anymore. Although I did that, I coached lacrosse for 17 years, both my, my sons and my daughter. Uh, but I love to coach and be a mentor to my kids and, and a lot of their friends. So I really enjoy that. And I really try to put myself out there to interact with, uh, my friend, you know, my son's 28 year old friends and and just assist them, check in on them, you know, send them some inspirational things that I come across. So uh, that's something I really, really enjoy doing. And uh, it, it comes very naturally, very easy to me. Um, it, 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 it's effortless. I just love I love to try to keep people on the, on the right path. And are we waiting for grandchildren? Are we anticipating and breathlessly saying, give me grandkids? Well, my wife is saying that I'm uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm certainly uh, our oldest son, Aiden, just got married uh, three and a half weeks ago in Cincinnati. So that was a phenomenal uh, event. Uh, very, very emotional. It's probably the most I've cried ever. Uh, just couldn't believe it. Uh, just how just to see I really had the probably one of the most unique experiences, at least certainly for me, but I'm talking to some of my friends, I had all four of my children, my son being the groom, and then my two, uh, my two middle sons and my youngest, my daughter, Claire, who's 19, they were all in the wedding party. 
And it just was a phenomenal couple of days climaxed with by just a a phenomenal celebration, the reception. I had all my friends there, family. And uh, so now that my son's married, we are welcoming grandchildren. Yes. (laughs) My wife, my wife is, uh, my wife is, uh, my wife is in can't wait mode. I'm, I'm more of when they're ready, they'll come. Right. Uh, And then my middle son, uh, Andrew, uh, who's 28, he, uh, he's he's engaged as well to beautiful uh, young lady, Liz Lenzo. Uh, and then my youngest son, Ian, uh, he's a senior at West Virginia University. So uh, we see him often, usually in Pittsburgh, we'll drive over and he drives up on 79 there. And then our daughter, Claire, is down at the University of Cincinnati. So we're pretty busy just trying to do what we can to see our kids, because uh, if you raise four kids, you could hear a pin drop in our house right now. And it's very, uh, gets, it gets, it, it's too quiet for us. I wouldn't say it's lonely. Uh, it's not lonely, but it's just too quiet, right? To change. Yeah, it's a def- sure. it's definitely a change. Definitely a change. So this is always one of my favorite questions. If you had all of the money in the world, what would you do? Oh, my. Uh, that's a deep. Yeah, that's a deep question. Um, <laughs> if I had all the money in the world, I think what I would do is uh, I'd probably work and seek advice to have some type of an endowment created uh, where I could spin off enough income uh, to sprinkle into truly functional, efficient charities that really make an impact, perhaps in the special needs community, uh, perhaps with underprivileged kids, uh, certainly fatherless families, I think is something that I really take to heart, seeing the impact that uh, my dad has had on me uh, and and hopefully I've had on my kids. So I would I would try to create a mechanism like an endowment where you could you know, maintain the principle and live off the income, not say live off it, but uh, live through the income by generating, you know, donating it to others. It's impressive. I probably would just buy a whole lot of purses. <laughs> <laughs> I, I might, I might buy a few golf lessons along the way as well. <laughs> there you go. Okay. What is one thing that you recommend most to clients, family, or friends? Um, I, I really seeking advice from a good advisor or good advisors. And when I say advisors with an S, uh, I would mean attorney and tax, uh, legal uh, and accounting people, professionals. Uh, But I I just see a lot of individuals trying to go it alone. And sometimes an advisor, you know, they they can be characterized, they can be mischaracterized or, you know, miscast a little bit and maybe see folks will see them as salespeople. But the good ones are very, very objective, ask great questions. Uh, and get you to just pause and think. And sometimes uh, my good friend Rick Scruggs in Lynchburg, Virginia, um, you know, he's he's always questioning, you know, what do you want to think about, right? And 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 just get getting people to think about their future, right? What does retirement look like? What does a successful exit from their business look like? And doing a little bit of homework, getting some time by yourself, and asking you, yourself those questions, and holding yourself accountable to not kicking that can down the road or blowing it off, so to speak. Okay. Tell us one thing that most people don't know about you. I would say one thing that nobody knows about me except a very small circle, but I used to play in competition bagpipe bands when I was uh, in my late twenties and thirties, I was the uh, Highland bass drummer, uh, which is very difficult to play. And I was very fortunate to play both with the 87th Cleveland pipe band and the North coast pipe band over the years. And it was some of the most enjoyable time that I had. We traveled all throughout uh, Southern Ontario, up through Montreal, 
uh, and twice we played in the World Pipe Band Championships over in Glasgow, Scotland, and my dad accompanied me over there. So people wouldn't know that, but uh, but if they if they get to know me and they know how proud I am to be the son, the firstborn immigrant son of uh, Scottish descendants, you know, Scottish immigrants, I should say. My mom and dad immigrated from Scotland in 1962. It's, uh, you know, being Scottish is something I'm very, very proud of. And uh, playing in the pipe band not only allowed me to, uh, you know, really celebrate my heritage, but uh, gave me just a, a lot of personal satisfaction. Mark, that is so cool. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a, that's a hidden gem. Most people don't know. What was the name of the band? So we played uh, the North Coast Pipe Band was out of uh, kind of the Great Lakes region based in Cleveland and the 87th Cleveland Pipe Jam, obviously uh, pipes and drums uh, based in Cleveland as well. When was the last time you picked up the drums? Probably 20 plus years ago. <laughs> you got to yeah. do it again. Get the yeah. band back together. Yeah. yeah. Well, in between there, we had four kids. So it's uh, <laughs> that kind of well, ends, ends quickly when you become a lot less portable. Now you've time. You have yeah, the time. Now we have time. Correct. Yes. So what is your idea of success? I think success to me is, uh, I mean, the, the greatest measure would be my children, uh, the relationship with my wife and looking at, you know, sometimes I'm just awestruck like the day of my son's wedding just to uh, you know, see how beautiful my wife looked that day and how beautiful my daughter looked and how adult, you know, how handsome my sons looked. Uh, I'm certainly I'm, I'm not objective, but just I just really felt uh, a lot of joy looking at my family and all that work. I remember stepping into the pew with my wife and I looked at her and I had tears in my eye and I said, we did well, didn't we? And she said, yes, we did. And, you know, that's to me, the ultimate measure of success. Uh, when it comes to business, I think to me, a successful business person is not only running a successful business and that can be defined by whether it's profit or a purpose-driven business like Bo Burlingham writes in his book, Small Giants, but one that is also uh, has leaders that give back to the community. And uh, I think that's very, very important to me is to have that work life, you know, that work life and life being community family balance. So to me, that would be the definition of success. Well, congratulations on the beautiful family that you've created. You know, I often right. Thank you. Uh, like when people talk about when they look at their kids and you know, it's just kind of the thing that pops in my mind is you made that yeah. you made those kids. Yeah. Yeah. I was, uh, from start to present. Yeah, and it's a lot of work, right? I mean, certainly raising four children. Um, and I mean, there's lots of lots of seasons. Uh, my wife didn't know if we were coming to go, coming or going from different sporting events and coaching different teams and being here and her being team mom. And and it just uh, looked back and just went by so fast. But it's really, you know, as they've matured uh, and they're asking questions and they're in business and it's caused me to, you know, reflect on what I want to do with the balance of my career. And that's why this podcast uh, is just so important to me, because I really want to try to create a platform where business owners can hear from other business owners and other professionals that they need to be speaking with, or knowledge that they need to be tapping into in order to uh, increase the odds of them becoming successfully, you know, for, for those business owners to successfully transition out of their business and success for them is, is their journey, not our journey. Right. So uh, it has to be clear. One of the things we talk to our clients is like, you know, this is your exit plan. This isn't my plan. This is your journey, but here's who you need to talk to. And here's the process that you need to go through in order for you to uncover and unravel that ball of yarn and find out what's really important. So passing on your knowledge and helping others. Yes. 
Yeah, it all ties in together. So what would you say your proudest achievement is? Uh, Family, without question. I mean, my children, um, you know, if they're listening to this, they probably, you know, they probably, I tell them that all the time, but I mean, it just, it is, it is truly the most, uh, gives me the most satisfaction and, uh, and nothing, anything that I've accomplished professionally or personally pales in comparison to be, being a father and being a good, you know, good, a really good dad. And sometimes being a really good dad is, is, is tough work, right? I've, I've told my boys, you know, boys can be tough. My our daughter was a piece of cake to raise. Although all my friends says, well, wait till you have a daughter. It's going to be tough. And I said, no, Claire was easy. Raising three boys. Uh, I said, you know, this is an easy job being a dad to, to, to the three of you if you don't care. And I happen to really, really care. So it's hard work. But now I look back, as I was saying, just reflecting on uh, the weekend wedding a few, you know, a few weeks ago and absolute overwhelmed with uh, satisfaction at, at a job well done by, by, my, by my beautiful wife, Tanya, and I. Well, I had a feeling you were your answer was going to have something to do with family. I wanted to ask if your wife, Tanya, does she agree that your daughter was a piece of cake? Uh, she does. Yeah. Okay. I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, it uh, Claire's a, you know, she's uh, lights up a room like her mom, uh, but she's really you know, a bit more of a tomboy growing up. When you grow up with three older brothers, I mean, I always say to my friends, it was like it was like the, the, the Tom Hanks baseball movie. There's no crying in baseball. That was like when you have three brothers and you're the, the youngest daughter. There was no crying in our house, right? The boys wouldn't put up with it. So oh, she no. just kind of rolled with the punches. And, she, you know, now she's very, very resilient, competitive, but super passionate and uh, full of joy. Oh, that's great to hear. So tell us something that you may say to yourself to help you stay focused and on track? Wow, that's a great question. I just really have grown to hold myself accountable, right? Some of the, some of the books that I've read and, and it's inspirational quotes, you know, is that, you know, character is what people do when no one is watching. And it's the little things that you do when no one's watching to really keep yourself on the, not straight and narrow, but keep yourself moving towards a greater purpose, whether it's accomplishing a task or doing things that, you know, we all have things that we don't like to do, but just checking that box, getting it done and and moving on and being able to say, Hey, when I relax, I'm going to relax, but I got to get these things done first. So I'm a very goal oriented individual and, and accomplishing those goals gives me a huge sense of accomplishment and whether it's working out, uh, whether it's uh, you know, giving back to the community. You know, I know that sometimes it's like a drag when you're doing it, but the feeling that you get when it's over, you say, you know, I didn't feel like doing that today, but I did it. And I feel a lot better about myself. Uh, and I have that sense of accomplishment going on throughout the rest of my day. I love it. So who are we hoping to talk to when it comes to this podcast? Well, finish big. Uh, certainly, we're going to be profiling business owners that have had uh, successful exits. We're going to talk to business owners that are perhaps in the middle of their exit, right? And, and kind of, uh, and then some business owners that Bo Burlingham profiled in his book uh, had kind of failed exits. And unfortunately, but they have so much to teach and, 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 and give back to other business owners so in addition to the business owners themselves, then we're also going to bring in professionals who work with business owners. So it could be, it will be attorneys, accountants, uh, transaction intermediaries like investment bankers, coaches, psychologists that work with business owners. So it takes a village to assist a business owner to land on their feet successfully. 
And I look forward to, uh, to speaking with all the men and women that are in the arena of partnering and assisting business owners uh, to meet their ultimate destination. So we've got a lot to look forward to. We do. We do. And uh, if you're listening to this, first, I want to say thank you. And if you happen to uh, be a business owner that you would be interested in appearing on my podcast, please feel to reach out to me. Uh, I'd love to hear from you. And uh, we are we are looking forward to getting started with Finish Big. All right. We are just about out of time. So I want to say thank you to you, Mark. It's been great getting to know you and what's important to you. How can people get in touch with you? Uh, easiest way would be through email. My email address is M as in Mark, D as in David, O-R-M-A-N, at D-L-A. That would be like David Larry Apple dash team, like football team.com. Uh, our office phone number is area code 330-350-5410. But best way to ho- get a hold of me uh, besides those two would be on my mobile, which is 330 330- Four one six nine two seven one, and uh, be super excited to speak with you. And you mentioned football. Who do you follow? Cleveland Browns. All right, been, go it's Browns. Been a, it's been a tough. Uh, it's been a tough twenty years, but uh, <laughs> when you grow up a Browns fan, you can't get it out of your blood. Yeah, and you get used to it too, right? <laughs> you do. But uh, Cleveland is uh, Northeast Ohio's. Uh, we got uh, the Guardians just uh, finished a deep run into the uh, baseball playoffs. The uh, Cleveland Cavaliers are looking super, super, like a super team, super young team. Uh, great leadership, great organization. So hopefully the Browns can uh, kick it into a, a new gear. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Well, thank you for joining us. And please like, follow, and share this podcast with your friends. Until next time, I'm Wendy McConnell. We hope you enjoyed listening to Finish Big, the podcast with Mark Dorman from Legacy Business Advisors. Click the follow button to be notified when new episodes are available. Learn more at LegacyBusinessAdvisors.com or call 330-350-5410. Please be aware the information in these podcasts represent the views and opinions of our guests and do not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Legacy Business Advisors. The content is for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional tax or legal advice. Always seek the advice of your legal or tax professional with any questions regarding your specific situation.